Two movies into our one movie leaves as we watch two Isle of Dogs. One, the new movie from Wes Anderson. Two, the other one that is not the new movie from Wes Anderson that is on Amazon Prime, of course. All today's Zach Me Only One Packet. With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double G, but I somehow, someway, keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. May I kick a little something for the G's and make a few wins as I breeze through. Yes. Welcome to the There Can Be Only One podcast where we watch two movies with the same title that have nothing to do with each other, not a reboot, not a remake, not a re-anything, and determine if one or if both need to change their title because they have nothing to do with what they're talking about. My name is Robert Rowe, and joining me today is... Herman Omega Prime Davis. This one was a few weeks in the making. I have not seen our first movie in about a month now. <laughs> uh, because it, this was the closing film that they had at South by Southwest, and was the film that I was trying to watch more than anything uh, there. Because... It, it was a priority. It basically became a priority is what, what was happening. Herman is now away uh, from his uh, talking machine. He has decided. Yeah, no, he is not. I'm listening He's to you. He's all concerned because he thought he lost his phone again. No, no, it was something else I was looking for. I had wrote, actually wrote down some notes, but I, I can't find it, so don't worry. We're right. we going we to keep it going. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you uh, the journey it took to actually see the film early. And what reward was uh, presented for me to give you an idea of why this film is going to look in high regard, at least on this side of the corner, as opposed to the other side of the corner. We'll see what, what happens when it comes to Herman. Herman, you are breathing into your mic and not saying anything, so be very careful about that. I know it was a hard walk over to the couch and back, but do not, do not just sit there going... <sighs> yeah, so doing more cardio, man. This weightlifting stuff is right. just... Yeah. So uh, the way they do uh, the ticketing system at South by Southwest, you get a badge which guarantees you priority entrances into all the films if you have selected film as your main thing, or platinum if you're going that baller. But that doesn't mean that just because you have priority that you're going to get in because they're, they don't have a limit on what they can sell when it comes to either the film badge or this pr- uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the platinum series. So... Instead, they have another level where it's called Express Line. And you get two of these if you're considered a film or three if you are a, uh, a platinum member. And what you get to do with those is you select two movies where you're guaranteed plus plus to get into. But you have only you, you've got the time of whenever 24 hours hit before the movie is scheduled to start. So... This film was scheduled to start at 7 on a Friday, or Saturday, it was a Saturday. So on Friday at 7, right on the website, you had to click claim this before anybody else did. So uh, in order to prepare for this, uh, I went to where I thought the Wi-Fi was probably going to be pretty good and sat and waited patiently for 15 minutes for it to turn the right time to hit collect. And and when when it hit... I was like relieved, and the rest of the day could have been ha- uh, was happening. So that was that was great. Uh, I uh, they had um, Ready Player One previously in the week, and if you did not get that express pass in order to get in, you had to wait three hours in line at least to see it ahead of time. So I didn't want to do that, 
This was the easier way to go about doing it, and that was a great decision for me because everybody was there. They had Wes Anderson, they had Bill Murray, they had Jeff Goldblum, they had Bob Balaban. They had ah, Balaban was there. Yeah, never heard of him. He was he was one of the four main dogs that were on, uh, on display. Uh, they had several other people and producers of the movie there doing a Q and A, and more importantly, giving you a origin of where the name Isle of Dogs came from. Where everybody online has been saying, oh, it's because it sounds like I love dogs when you say it in a certain way. Oh, that clever Wes Anderson. He's always thinking ten steps ahead, isn't he? Isn't he? No, not really. Okay. Well, the real reason he did this, and he he says this, there's a section in London Mm -hmm. when he was filming Fantastic Mr. Fox that is called Isle of Dogs. And it's uh, if you go to the Wikipedia of Isle of Dogs, it tells you... That it is an area of East and London that is bounded by three sides by one of the largest me- uh, meanders in the River Thames. The northern boundary has never been clearly or consistently defined, but may accept it to be the former line of the West India South Dock. So it's just an area of England that he saw, and he thought, "Oh, that's a kind, that's a cool name," and it's been buried in the back of his head this entire time. And he's finally decided to make a movie of it, and that's where the origin came from—not this "I love dog" stuff. Because it, how many Wes Anderson films have you seen, Herman? I've seen The Grand Budapest Hotel, Moonrise Kingdom. Um, Two. Rush, Rush, <laughs> Rushmore was his? Yes. Uh, Rushmore. That's right. And, uh, I've seen, I, 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 didn't, I didn't finish watching Bottle Rocket. I've seen part of it. Okay, three and a half. Yeah. Now, now ask me the same question. Robert. Out of curiosity. Yes. And I really want to know. Sure. Not that you asked me to ask you this. Uh-huh. How many West Anderson? All of them! (laughs) All! Every single one! This is uh, one of those directors that it is an event to watch his movies. They have uh, not been getting worse or better. They are the same level of enjoyment every single time when you watch it. So this review will be uh, a bit skewed to one side over another. No matter what Herman says, I don't care. Asterisk, I did see Royal Tannenbaum. Okay. Okay. So uh, yeah, to go the uh, this is what he's he's made. He's made uh, Bottle Rocket, Royal Tenenbaums, uh, Brushmore, Darjeeling Limited, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Uh, then uh, next one I think was Moonrise Kingdom. Then or Fantastic Mr. Fox, Moonrise Kingdom. Then uh, then uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel and the latest one, Isle Dogs. Yeah. So he's made nine. Okay. So well, you've seen I, four and a half. No, so you're halfway there. Half. You said three, and then you I, I just came I up did, with another I, one. I, I forgot to mention Isle of Dogs. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm halfway there, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. So we're going to play a bit of a trailer here, uh, just in case uh, we need to keep uh, get you updated on this particular movie, and we will play it right now. The Japanese archipelago, 20 years in the future. Canine saturation has reached epidemic proportions. An outbreak of dog flu rips through the city of Megasaki. Mayor Kobayashi issues emergency orders, calling for a hasty quarantine. Trash Island becomes an exiled colony. The Isle of Dogs. I don't think I can stomach any more of this garbage. Exactly. Same here. Words out of my mouth. Nobody's giving up around here, and don't you forget it, ever. You're Rex. You're King. You're Duke. You're Boss. I'm Chief. We're a pack of scary, indestructible alpha dogs. 
And we're back, everybody. Did you assume that me giving you the stink eye over to the side was enough? I just counted five in my head. Okay. Yeah. This is the second stop motion animation film that he has made. Yes. By made, he probably did very little work on the actual stop motion part. He usually hires a team of people to do it, but he builds the world that surrounds it. And uh, the amount of detail that he puts into everything, uh, you can forgive him for not uh, spending hours making one second worth of video by moving an arm a certain way uh, and letting other people do that uh, magical work. Uh, Especially if, if you've seen any of the movies where they have like a newspaper article or a book, he writes all that stuff in there. It's not filler. Mm-hmm. So if you stop it on like a DVD or any other device at home, you can actually read the entire thing. And he's written something about the movie that you're watching, okay. like the entire thing. I'm sure you're going to go and watch it in detail for everything that I just mentioned, right? Yes, yes. No. Why wouldn't no, you? No. Of course you would. Because uh, you're Herman. I, I do. I do catch myself watching those Easter egg videos on YouTube and stuff about movies, and you catch what you didn't see and stuff and. Uh, this movie, Out of Dog, has a lot of hidden things in it. Since you told the people about how you went to go see it, let me tell y'all <laughs> my journey on how I went to go see it. So basically what happened with me was I decided to take a day off of work, and I decided to go catch a couple of movies at one time. Um, my plan was to go catch True to Dare, uh-huh. Out of Dogs. You know there's another movie called Truth or Dare as well. Okay, well, let's go put that on the side note. And then, no, uh, we're not, because I'm not going to watch that movie. <laughs> and then The Quiet Place. You watch that on your own. Oh, all right, all right. So I, went, I was in Street of Dare, and the reason why I went there, because I took off work because I thought I was going to do the Blues Fest, but it was raining hard one day, so I didn't think it was going to happen. The most blues out there. That's when you do the blues. Yeah, when it's raining. When it's raining, and it just schedules a festival around it. You can't do the blues. Gonna watch through the dare. There's no one in the theater with me. I thought it was okay. I have no taste. Yes. My name is Herman and I don't like a movie. No, that's 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 right with the bad muddy waters impression. So basically I had to leave after True the Dead and go watch it. So I didn't go see it that day. So I came back and uh, went and seen a quiet place and then I seen Isle of Dog at the movie theater, and that's my story. Very <laughs> riveting. Sticking to it. Yes, very riveting. Uh, you want to tell them a summary about it? Oh, sure, of course. We are living in a fictional world of Japan in the future where Herman has just broken a chair, <laughs> or he thinks he broke a chair, and it involves a, uh, a warring clans. And this is, uh, they, I think they. At the beginning, they mentioned like this is after the domestication of of, uh, uh, of dogs or animals in yeah, general. And cats. Yes, those are the two warring factions. Is you have two sides, either loving cats or loving dogs. And one thing uh, going into this movie, since you haven't seen them all, uh, but you've definitely seen enough where this happens. Uh, this this was probably uh, one of those hesitant watches for people that do like dogs. Because guess what. Wes Anderson kills dogs a lot. He t- he kills cats too. He, mm-hmm. he it happens a lot in his his movies enough to where you're like, well, I guess he'll have no fear when it comes to the animals in this movie. Uh, you have these two warring factions, and they they give you a a uh, a dramatic retelling of something how this happened in the past, and it basically outlines what's going to happen in the future. You have these uh, this dog flu that has broken out. 
and people are fearing that the dog flu is going to trans, uh, transform into a human flu and start killing off humans. And the only way to stop it is by putting all these dogs on Trash Island. And the first one, as a sign of solidarity, the prime minister decides he's going to throw his dog his, uh, spot on there, which is actually a beloved dog by his nephew, Atari, uh, who, whose parents have died through mysterious circumstances and under his care. But Atari loves the dog, and six months later decides he is going to uh, find a way to get his dog back. And the entire movie is a journey through Trash Island into finding his long-lost dog. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah, well, I don't understand why you don't get those burrows up. <laughs> I understand. We're pretty near the the other like like the, the release date, man. There's no point in like going any any further than this. Mm-hmm. Just. Drawing you into the world of Wes Anderson and the magical things that happen in it. Uh, You do find that people either love him, uh, tolerate him, or do not care for him whatsoever. But it does kind of show in in his reviews, the people that review it badly will just say, man, I do not get Wes Anderson. He is not my cup of tea. I do not care for him. What do you feel about, what what do you think is his best work? Well, since he actually has um, Spain over the years... I really go, and this is a critique of myself. I think I had to mature to to appreciate Wes Anderson. Like when I seen Royal Tannenbaum's and Bottle Rocket, I was a teenager, early twenties, and I could you still not haven't stand finished Bottle Rocket, so you don't well, know if you it know, actually got. But good. that's right why I didn't finish it because it was, you know, um, I didn't appreciate it. It wasn't. Uh. It wasn't until I got a little older, lived a little life, had a little um, experience in life, I went and watched uh, Moonrise Kingdom, and I was like. Wait a minute, hold on. This guy is pretty good. And then uh, I, when I seen Grand Budapest Hotel, I was like, oh, he is damn good. Uh-huh. So um, I think he, I think a lot of people misunderstand his work, you know? <laughs> like Herman. Yes. Yeah, but if you if you experience life and stuff, you're going to get some of his, his off the off humor. He have a lot of humor that is, is one of them day-paying humors that it's not obvious. It's like, you know, some, some movies, it's obvious going for a joke and stuff. It's not obvious with him. He just tell he just tell a story, and it's either funny if it's not funny in your perspective. He, the 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 strength that he has is the same strength that a lot of new directors have when it comes to uh, being popular. In that, not only do they appreciate movies of old, but they take what they love most about movies that they that they watched either when they were younger or appreciated younger, and incorporated it into their own work. He's a uh, a tour of like the new wave uh, French style of film that has translated over into his movies, but he's incorporated that into a lot of other things that he does. Uh, you you find that uh, one of the things that he tried, like when he first tried with Fantastic Mr. Fox to make a children's movie, he used a lot of what he liked from the Ralph Bashke or the uh, 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 Rudolph Rednose Reindeer stuff uh, that that. Um, animation that wasn't as clean that you see today mm-hmm. that you can actually still see the uh the prints of a thumb or a finger on the face as they're moving it the uh the, it's that imperfection that makes it perfect that he enjoyed and you can see it a lot in that and it's not that uh he decided against it you can feel a a sense of uh, uh, uh a cleaner film that he has made with this one, it's not necessarily a kids' film because this is actually rated PG thirteen, where Fantastic Mr. Fox is PG, and I've shown that to my niece and nephew, and they mm-hmm. they seem to have liked it because they like everything. 
Because yeah. kids like everything, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Speaking of a person with kids and stuff, I don't think that anybody under 13 should definitely should not see uh, Isle of Dogs. <laughs> You know Herman's I mean? going to be gar- uh, guarding the the gates of every any time and like forcing even, kids like no you go watch Truth or Dare even okay? though there was some kids in there believe it or not yeah of I course know. there's kids <laughs> what do you mean oh oh that's the film that's going to surprise me how dare they have kids mm-hmm. when Hereditary comes out and there's kids in that theater I want to see their reaction to that movie because they're going to be fucked up when they try to watch that thing mm. so this is no this is actually one of these films. That uh, takes the history of Wes Anderson and uses that to presuppose that everybody's already in danger without you realizing it. Um, it he's very matter of fact when it comes to any sort of uh, action and violence in this. It, it's not as heightened. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Yeah. Like when uh, Atari lands on the island and he has a piece of his uh, uh, plane stuck in his head. Yeah. It's not really made a big deal of. It just happened. And they just like, oh, I guess we go on. One of the things that, that makes uh, this film a lot more enjoyable is that you're actually watching this through the eyes of the dogs the whole time. Like, they speak English. You understand them. When anybody speaks Eng- uh, Japanese in this movie... Occasionally, there's a translator, and it's usually when it's dealing with exposition. But when you're when you're watching Atari, you're basically watching it through the eyes of a dog. By unless you know Japanese, of course, which none of us I do, know, including no. I, even though I've spoke like <laughs> gone through like five years of Japanese, don't know a word that they were and, saying. Don't you care. Know, I, was, I was watching anime today, and I was like saying to myself, "Why haven't I have learned Japanese yet?" I'm like, as much anime I watched with Dragon Balls and Transformers and all this other stuff that we didn't import it, should have learned some trans, should have learned some more Japanese by now. Yeah, you should have. Like through osmosis, like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you're saying. Like when people immerse themselves into a culture, you feel like, why didn't this just happen to me? Yes, this is my Rosetta Stone. I've watched nothing but anime. Should I just be like kawaii? It's kind of- it's kind of like it was Spanish. Like you know, we know a little no, bit. No, of it. we don't. You know, Buenos Dias. That you have no. You have demonstrated why no one knows Spanish. What about French? You know French? No, of course Bonjour, not. Bonjour, Jean Paul Herman. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's knowing French. There you Comment go. Comment too? No, that means nothing. Tribien. Yeah, no, you've you've done nothing. You've Merci spoken, beaucoup. You've spoken half the lineup for the Portland Trailblazers. What you just spoken? You've yeah. done. You haven't. You know, no. Come see, come see. No, you know nothing. You're sp- yeah. You're you're doing titles of like seventies disco <laughs> songs is what you're doing. That's Eiffel what, Tower. Yeah, you're not doing anything, man. No, you don't. It, it's it's great that uh, when it came to a point when they actually knew the words, like when he was telling them to sit, and mm-hmm. they, they and they obeyed that, or or whenever he uh, was instructing the dogs to do something, it was like a uh, a learned trait that these animals like. Oh, that's something I know, and uh, that that translated over. Very well. I, I enjoyed this movie. It includes all the regulars that you have from this movie. From seeing everything that I saw in South by Southwest, which was 35 movies, this was number one on my list mm-hmm. and will probably easily make my top ten at the end of the year, barring any uh, unforeseen movies. This will probably actually be number one, but we'll see. What did you think of the film? Oh, excuse me. Uh, he... <laughs> it was a good... Blah, yeah, yeah. Throw this up. I can't, Blah, I can't control bodily functions sometimes. <laughs> Um, no, I enjoyed the movie. It was, um, I don't, I can't, based on the movies I have seen so far this year, 
It's ranked up there as far as uh, quality and stuff. Almost as good as Truth or Dare, says Herman. <laughs> yeah, almost as good as Truth and Dare. This is your new uh, Suicide Squad. How dare you say that was okay? What, Truth or Dare? <laughs> yeah, that film is crap, so keep going. It's all right. No. It's all right. It is not. It is. For, keep, it, keep going. If you go there with low expectation, it's all right, which <laughs> I did. But, uh, no, Isle of Dog, is, I mean, it's hard for you not to miss. I mean, I have a question. Do you think the... Why does he attract so many A-listers? Because they know that his work is not going to be a flop. It, it, I mean, basically, it's not that it, his movies don't make a ton of money. I know, but That's basically, a- critically acclaimed is either going to be you love it, like Grand Budapest, you love it, you love it, you love it, or it's going to be like it's all right, like you know, it's going to be a B or C critically acclaimed movie. It's never going to be a a failure of a movie. None of his movies has been a failure of a movie, has it? Well, there's films that were less received than others. Uh, Darjeeling Limited is considered like one of those films that hasn't been as well received. Life Aquatic is not um, uh, not up there uh, on Rotten Tomatoes score that, as well. That's funny though because you know all the people I hang out with uh, bar trivia and stuff, they find that is one of the most funniest movies ever. And these guys who are just you know taking shots and trying to answer <laughs> trivia questions all night long. <laughs> It's just it's just funny the ones who told me that they love uh, Life Aquatic. Yeah, it's not the people I would think that would love Wes Anderson movies. Okay, well that that may be the case. Yeah, uh, but he's a he's an actor's director is what he is. That's why he's he's very low key, and it helps that you have somebody like uh, Bill Murray in your corner. Bill Murray has basically been a mainstay yeah. in all the movies since the beginning, except for Ball Rocket. He's been in all the movies in either a small or a big role. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Bill Murray's on board. Because uh, uh, he 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 realizes talent, and so does everybody that that signs on with all these movies. That's what helps. I mean, not only is he good, basically all the actors except for Jeff Goldblum because he has scheduling conflict was actually in London doing the lines for the for I mean a movie that they're not on screen. Like, there's no reason for all these big names uh, to actually come to London. Yeah, the list is too to, long to actually yeah, name on this. Yeah. But it's it, it's crazy how much. You know, Paulie got like, hey, we're going to go to London. we all going to go, Jeff, hey, next time, you know, you got to come to London. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so uh, based off of all this, do you think this movie should be called Isle of Dogs? Do you have another title for it other than that? I do have uh, another title. I, th- I think it's going to be called Isle of Dogs. But <laughs> maybe it should be called Dog Island, you know. Uh <laughs> Like it's a reality show, yeah. like the dogs get kicked, kicked off the island. Sort yeah, of I mean, they, they, it was kind of like a reality show. Um, I don't know if I can name the movie this, but this line, I don't know why. I, I actually laughed out loud when they said that. Mm-hmm. When he was telling the owl, uh, when you get back over there, you're going to meet a bitch named Nutmeg. Mm-hmm. And I just found that funny. That was an, also another thing I found in, intrigued about this movie is he actually used bitch in the right terminology. And well, he did why, not. What? He did not overkill it. He did not like go for the gusto. He just. He used well, that's just a matter time. of fact that that he does with all these yeah. films. It is nothing to, uh, other than that. That's all he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you don't want to try to like do some wordplay like with ostracized to do ostracized. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, do, uh, isolated instead, or do, uh, dog stilated. That doesn't quite work as well. Uh, or quarantined might might have worked. Where uh, uh, I, I it can't do it with dogs. It had to be like another like a uh, quarf, quarfentined, <laughs> A sit, stay, 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Sit and stay. Yeah. No, you can tell like that it, it, when when you hear the the story of how this happened, like where he got the title, you're willing to forgive uh, somebody like Wes Anderson for stealing a title from a movie that already existed out there that that came out in 2011 and, and can be watched on Amazon Prime as opposed to the Wes Anderson film where you have to pay money to go see. Boo! If you want to see something free, well, watch watch the trailer <laughs> to this movie. Starring all these famous British people that we've heard of. Take it away, trailer! Good old London. This is my town. And all the villains in it belong to me. I've got a tough job, but I admit it, I love me work. You could say I've got everything I ever wanted. Unfortunately, things don't always work out the way you plan them. Acquainted with me, wife and your son. The man in my position, I don't need to share the merchandise, do I? Taking people out of the equation, that's my game. You look pathetic. And we're back, everybody. Oh boy, this yes. movie. Oh boy. A uh, full 80 minutes, and we were sick. It from was 80 minutes? Minute, yeah, Good 80 God. minutes long, and this film just would not end. Oh, Jesus. Um, there's, th- this is a, a movie clearly inspired by... Uh, Tarantino. No, Guy Ritchie. This Guy is, Ritchie? Okay. This is a cool. Guy yeah. Ritchie film cool. through and through, like a Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels, or a Snatch. This is the type of movie, except smaller cast... More blood, more gore, to a degree, a lot more cussing, and so on and so forth. So the plot, as simple as it gets, is this. You have Riley. He is a lieutenant to Darius. Darius is this uh, mean old gangster dude. Riley is a guy that looks an awful lot like David Tennant. That, that's all I could see the entire time. He's a Doctor Who character. He was also the Purple Man in Jessica Jones. He he looks a lot like See, I him. I thought he looked like Adrian Broder without the big nose. <laughs> so without the defining characteristic of a person, <laughs> he looks exactly like yeah, him. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure, why not? Uh, 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 you find out the lieutenant's been having sex with with uh, Darius's wife Nadia, and Nadia uh, is is unfaithful to him, and he's really angry about it. So his decision, as well as uh, Riley's decision is to basically get rid of the other party. And what ensues is a mess of a film. Yes. A film that goes back and forth, back and forth in time and place. It does not know or does not care to show you at certain points what's happening because uh, I think what happened is they made about a 40-minute movie and realized they needed to pad it, and the only way to pad it is to show like an exposition of what just happened by, by pulling up what you already know. Mm-hmm. And showing it to you again, uh, you the acting is okay. There, that that part actually didn't bother me. The dialogue isn't that bad either. It's it has it's resting everything on trying to keep your attention. And man, I could not keep my attention on this movie. You it don't is say. just it is just incredibly, incredibly oh. like uh, listless. You just don't want anything to do I with. I like the part when uh, they did the bad guy too. Then I liked it, that part. The what? The bad guy too. Remember when he brought him in? That was like he promoted him to be the 
the bad guy number two? Cause he oh, because I showed you a, yeah. oh, a that, short film in between. That wasn't part of the movie? No. Oh, 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 <laughs> never mind then. <laughs> no, it was not part of the movie. Uh, yeah. we, got, okay. we got to a point where I felt like I felt bad for bringing Herman over here to watch this film. <laughs> then I wanted him to see a short film that was uh, made by the same people of another short film that was at a festival I was at this weekend. So uh, that, that and we also saw the Deadpool two trailer in between. As yeah, a way, it's like I got. It's like man, there's there's something I just can't keep watching this film. Let's let's turn it on something else. That's basically what happened. So you have these three parties in a house at some point. Uh, you also have eventually three other dead bodies. As well as a dead dog early on in the movie. Uh, so, uh, uh, I, actually, this might help you when it comes to if you feel like you want to watch Isle of Dogs. This, this uh, 2011 film had more dead dogs in it. So, go ahead and watch that instead. So, <laughs> if you want to see dead dogs, or you just want to see a dog just laying down with, like, a red spot on its side. It didn't, like, it, it, it was jokey the way that he killed this dog, where you saw, like, a shotgun being fired at the dog, and the dog's just laying on its side. <laughs> Stay. With, with, yeah, with some Sit. red dye on his. Sit. Well, it's weird that that's all they had, considering the amount of blood and gore that they use for the rest of this movie, because they don't make them easy deaths, like everybody involved. They decided to pad them out as much as possible, so people might have gotten shot, but they weren't dead, and you just saw blood being sprayed everywhere, and then, then you saw like limbs falling off, and then like... Uh, wine bottle through the throat, and then you had the blood coming out of the wine bottle. It, 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 it was, it was violence, but uh, unnecessary violence because it really meant nothing to what was going on. It really did. Everything about this was was like uh, uh, head scratching at, at points, uh, and and the reviews kind of uh, back it up a little bit. Do you found reviews on this? Yeah, of course. Somebody? You can yeah. you can find them on IMDb, the mm-hmm. only source where people decide to review things. I haven't actually looked on Letterboxd to see if they, they reviewed this. But it wouldn't surprise me if there's something there for uh, our uh, more, more inclined to stay away from IMDb listeners deciding to go somewhere else and mm-hmm. finding out information about this. Who knows? It's got a 3.9 on IMDb. Really? I see it too, so I'm, su- I'm surprised by that. Just a bit behind the Wes Anderson film. Just a little bit behind. <laughs> Wait a minute. The Isle Dogs have a, like a full? No, oh. I'm just... You know, oh, okay. you know, like in you know, a major league where you <laughs> okay. have Bob Euchre saying just a bit outside. That that's what I'm going with. Okay, okay. What, what do you what do you think it is? You you think it? You actually think it's that that much higher or lower? What what, oh, what would yeah. you say the Wes Anderson film is? Eight point seven. Eight point two. Close okay. enough. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. So Herman had ideas of what he wanted to say for the title of this film. I did. You did. <laughs> and I want to hear them. Yeah. Go Herman. Alright, this movie sucked. That's my idea of the title of this movie. This movie sucked. No, um basically. I think this is going to be go down in history as the worst film we have did on this podcast. No, there's definitely been worse. Yeah, there's definitely... We, we just got bored with this. That's all this was. <sighs> I don't think so, Robert. <laughs> I just don't think so. Um, all right. Basically, though, I, I really want to change the title of this movie. Our Dogs, other than I guess it's being set in London, does not have anything to do with Our Dogs. Basically, it's a story about... A cheating wife that got caught up by her gangster husband, and in a sick, twisted way, 
he got her lover to try to kill her. She turned around and killed him in the lover, and she walks away with a lot of money. All I'm going to say is the name of this movie should be called Mindfuck. Cause that's what my mind is right now. No, no, is, no, no. This is, this what is it not is. what it's called. Like, okay, you've got you got a jumping, a jumping timeline throughout this thing without any reference points at any at any juncture. Well, yeah, like why did he kill the? Why did he kill his dog? Like, you oh, really, that that front part made no sense. Yeah, I don't, why did I he kill really his dog? He, okay, this this film really should be called either Repeat Offender. Oh yeah, I did say that. Okay, or replayed. I think is probably the better title where yeah, is it, where yeah. where people get played. I think that that like you have that re that, re is it like does it so it's replayed is is yeah is, yeah because yeah replay yeah yeah the double meaning where we always try to do that with these films. Plus, you know? if y'all do actually want to, if y'all gluttony of pain, and y'all actually do want to go watch this film because we're saying how bad it is. Yeah. One of the most funny yeah, that's parts exactly why people do that is they the most, they, they yeah. want they want to hear how how we say it's a it's a horrible film. I, I there there were moments in it where it was just weird to see that they decided to up the gore factor in this yeah. because early on it really felt like they didn't want to show you much of anything. It may have been like an MPAA thing mm-hmm. where uh, they had a lot of uh, if there was any deaths, it felt like you didn't watch it. Like you they they had a like at first. They had a dude's head bashed in, but you didn't see anything of it. And then you see like somebody's head get rolled over by a car, yeah. And you saw that, and you're like, "What? What? You're willing to show it now?" And then there was like a death in a tub, and uh, there wasn't much there. But then you see him like wriggling around on the the floor, and you're like, "Oh, they're gonna show all this stuff." And a then chop, a chop hand. Yeah, they show a chopped hand. Where of course, when you're leaning against a tree, just like you know, like doing nothing, all of a sudden, chop hand, and they're like. Mm-hmm. Running around, it, it, it was it, not not a lot of blood squirting out, just like a running around hand sort of thing. And then, of course, the wine bottle to the throat. They had that yeah, as well. I, I would say the first thirty minutes of the movie could be thrown away. The last thirty minutes of the movie um, just became comical. It didn't get better. I ain't saying that. It just became comically bad. But uh, one of the characters replay goals with it because I mean that's that was like the most funny thing in this is like. He kind of replay a word like you know constantly. What word did he say constantly, Herman? Fetch. Fetch. Did he? Yeah, he said it. Are you sure he wasn't talking about the <laughs> Chevy Chase classic, Fletch? Yeah. No, that was like the main thing. The one of the lines in his in his film about once a because he used the term bitch, talking about I guess that's what the connection with dogs. Once a bitch cannot <laughs> fetch no more, what is she good for? Your fascination with them using that word is so weird, Herman. It's like they use that word, but correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. It doesn't matter in this case. Uh. The point is that this is a yet another attempt at Amazon, and we probably could find more le- leading up to this. I don't know if you've then seen gonna the. going to be another Avengers that Amazon will put on. Well, there is an Avengers film. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> You know the thing that we keep talking about that we're not doing because uh-huh. there's another Avengers film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you look at the summer slate, there's other films coming up that we can we can do as well. I don't know if you've ever seen the trailer to the other tag from Korea, maybe? Maybe it's Japan? It's no, one of those two. So. You haven't seen that trailer? No, no. That might be one that uh, I'll have to show Herman on this. There's the, the tag game that's happening with Jeremy Renner, Ed Helms. 
and Hannibal Burris yeah, and some other people. Oh, John Hamm's in it as well for whatever reason. You know, like that. That uh, there's that tag. There's a tag from like 1982 that has Linda Hamilton in it, and then there's one from overseas, and you have to see that one because that's the one that's that. Like there we go. That's the the button. Like right, here you go. Like tap. There's the thing that you want to hit. Sort of thing. Okay. Like that's that's uh, constantly giving it. Like for some reason, the the summer is constantly giving us fruit. Uh, there's the the rock film skyscraper coming mm-hmm. out, uh, so we could do another rock film. Do you know what the other skyscraper film is? Uh, that sound from is that one with Pamela Anderson? Nope, it has Anna Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole Smith. I got my wrong. She play is a she is a helicopter pilot that gets caught up in a hostage situation at the top of a skyscraper. Yeah, hey, we you know we already she did made one. she made two films that play constantly on. Cinemax. One of them was, uh, I think it was called To the Limit or something. To I bet I could look it up instead of trying yeah. to come up with the title. That say. included John Travolta's brother in the lead role. So That'd, that'd be interesting because I think she'd be our second, if we do a movie, she'd be our second Playboy Playmate of the year to do it because we did a movie with Shannon Tweed too. Then we with uh, Shannon Tweed and Andrew Dice Clay. I think that was. Yeah, it was called To the Limit. I, I don't know why I d- doubted myself on that one. Uh, which happens. has a uh, run. T- it has an IMDb score of three. <laughs> so three point nine, not bad enough for you. How about a three uh, skyscraper? You want to guess what that one is? Uh, about a uh, four point five. Two point seven. <laughs> Way down there. Yeah. Uh, in, in user reviews, user reviews. Uh, it burns. It burns. <laughs> Scraping the bottom, unless you're wanting to see Anna Nicole Smith naked, stay away. Twin Towers. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already came up with the title now. It looks like so amateurish. Waste of Deirdre Immersion's talent. Uh, a beautiful thought-provoking film. <laughs> thought, as in T-H-O-T? <laughs> no, no. It's the uh, butthead said it best. Uh, this sucks. That, that sort of thing. Something to look forward to if we decide to watch that movie. Uh, that that was just one of those things that popped up. Yeah, definitely be, because you had nudity in it. It was worth watching when you were a kid. But there's no need to watch it now, unless yeah. that there is a film called Skyscraper coming out with starting The Rock. He he goes for the simple one word titles and that that already exist out he there. He's been on a streak lately, huh? And he uh, Jumanji, Rampage, Skyscraper. Well, Jumanji's a reboot, so it's not like he he made up something that. That existed that had nothing to do with this movie. So Baywatch that can be forgiven. Baywatch. Bay. Yes, there was another film called Baywatch out mm. there. Sure. I'm just saying though, he's been just been doing one line movies. Well, it's it's it might as well just be called the rock stars and whatever. He's not playing a character in any of these. Mm-hmm. He can have range. Like he early on, he tried to do that where he played off of different types. But I don't think anybody liked to see him do it different types, so they immediately switched back to trying to just make him the rock and do whatever, you know? Like, oh, look, it's the rock. Swoon sort of thing, you know? There's a video, if you want to see it online, of some girl uh, asking the rock to prom, and he <laughs> turned her down because he's going to be in Hawaii at the time. But he rented out a theater so they could watch Rampage. Mm. So it's like he's taking her to the prom of the movies. It would have been funny if you would have said, it doesn't matter if I go to your prom or not. Why is that funny? 
Because that's his wrestling catchphrase. No, it is not. Yes, it is. Is that involve any smelling or cooking that maybe The Rock is doing? It doesn't matter if you believe me or not. No, that's the, it, it, that's the one everyone knows. It, that, whatever you say is not correct. You're, you might as well be doing like the honky-tonk man. It doesn't matter if I'm correct or not. Yeah, sure. You have any spoof night coming up? Yeah, well, not really. <laughs> July. I don't know if that's coming up. That we we have uh, plenty of events that are happening over at. Uh, if you go to uh, Manship Theatre slash events, you can check out the up- upcoming family dinner stuff. There's a lot of comedy to be had around town, uh, and and we are by the way filming this on my birthday because yeah, I yeah. I'm, I've come back in town from going to the Overlook Film Festival, which I don't think had any locals go to, which is a shame because that thing was fun. Uh, where where I, I understand if you wanted to go to the International Film Festival, but if you did what Herman did, <laughs> you got free tickets to go to the uh, 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 the International Film Festival and just went, meh, and not go, then maybe you want to go to the Overlook. It, it does have a horror theme, but I think most people went because of the immersive factor involved in it. It was a scavenger hunt slash escape room all throughout New Orleans, and it was over two and a half days, and it that's, was fun as hell. That's so. the bad thing about New Orleans, like being a local from New Orleans. Uh, locals do not like to actually go down to the French Quarter too much. No, they don't, but yeah. it, it's one of those things that I don't mind going down when it comes to this kind of experience. Uh-huh. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm going for the touristy stuff. They never went, made us go into, like, a, a souvenir shop or anything, or, like, a strip club. That would have been interesting. Or if, if we found out, oh, we got to get into Hustlers. <laughs> I hope I hope uh what well, we have to do what? <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Uh champagne room it is. Uh we got to save the uh, this girl's uh parents in order to get the get, get into it. So, mm-hmm. there you go. That would that would have been interesting, yeah. but no, no, no. Nothing that bad. It it was a fun uh romp through the the city, if you, especially on such a nice evening and and it had a lot of great uh, venues that they decided, to, and there was a couple of sketchy ones as well. Of I'm not course, saying like, New Orleans. yeah, of course, it, it's gotta, gotta go, you got to go to some hole in the walls. Right, right, right. Yeah. Herman, do you want to you want to mention anything coming up? Uh, they did you see that they're doing a Quentin Tarantino trivia thing in uh, Lafayette? Do you think you do pretty good at that? Well, yes, I actually, you know, he how many films he got? Uh, seven, eight films. Oh boy. Eight Herman films? is not allowed to come to this. Oh, yeah. Eight films. He's hateful. got eight films. Yeah, His last one's called The Hateful Eight. eight. Hey, I missed he mentioned the... it was the eighth film he's put out. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I think I do good with it. <laughs> no, you, know, you will not. I will, I will kill at it. How many Arquettes have been in Tarantino directed films? How many Arquettes How has many? been? <laughs> I'm trying to stall for time. Um, three. No. Okay, one. <laughs> nope. Two. <laughs> Two is correct. Okay. Uh, uh, see, Patricia Arquette was not... It, she was in a written one by Quentin Tarantino, not directed one. That was True Romance. Rosanna Arquette is in... Uh, hey, hey, boy. No. No. See, there's your problem. No, she is in. No, she's in uh, Pulp Fiction. Why well, I'm so stuck up with Hateful Eight? And Alexa Arquette, the the uh, the other brother, the one that uh, I think had a sex change, was the one that shot at uh, Vincent Vega and and Samuel Jackson. I'm blanking on the character's name in Pulp Fiction. Okay. You lose, Herman. No. You don't get a trip to Lafayette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You don't know anything about this, did you? Did you go to trivia today? Yes. Was it was it drink, drink, drunk stuff? Yeah, yeah. I lost by one point. Oh, that's uh, a shame. Yeah, I know. Huh? Oops, my bad. 
All right, fine. Uh, he just he just killed my table because he lost my point. But uh, happy uh, thirty three birthday, thirty three birthday. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> I am not that self conscious about. It. I don't care. Okay, I Robert. wish I was older so I could retire. Well, happy forty eight birthday, Robert. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> no, right. only so, thing I got yeah. coming up is uh, my oldest. Well, by the time I hear this, hopefully my um, oldest daughter will be graduating from high school. Do they? Uh, if you're this far in the process, have they actually made people not graduate? Like- yes, they uh, they they have this thick, this stupid rule. Even though you you can have a four point or grade point average, you can pass all the graduate exam as you want to. But if you miss more than Ten days of school. If you miss eleven days of school, they won't give you a diploma. I can tell you the only time that I actually feared about not graduating was from the third grade mm-hmm. because I, there was a big project that we had to have at the end of, by the end of the year, and it involved interviewing somebody involved in it. And I made my project on whales, <laughs> and was supposed to interview uh, an oceanographer or whatever. Okay, and, I thought you were going to say you had to interview a whale. Yes, I interview a whale. Uh, I it was Fishy the Whale that mm-hmm. I tried to interview. I ate him instead. My bad. Um, and and found out uh, like I, uh, there wasn't anybody near me to do that and got an extension from my teacher to do this to where she was asking for this when I was in the fourth grade. She was asking for my interview by the time when I already made it into the fourth grade. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She eventually gave up. Was she just being, was she, you sure she wasn't joking with you? Wasn't I don't know. You? I don't know. Like, she was like, yeah, I'm going to just remind you that I, um, I gave you a pass. If somehow just, she is still sure. alive and listening to this podcast, yeah. Mrs. Richardson, if you are out there, please tell me that you have forgiven me for this. And that I, I that, that all wrongdoing is is finally over. But I, I bet that made an impact on you. I bet you don't be uh, scheduling stuff then and don't come through with it now. I don't go to school anymore. Oh, that's well, what I. Know. That's what. That's how it affected me. I don't have homework anymore, so uh, yeah. I have to worry about this. But we are done with this podcast. Yes, 2011 Isle of Dogs. You are now named replayed Isle of Dogs. Wes Anderson, you're cool with me. But other than there can be only one podcast. My name is Robert Rowe. Herman Omega Prime Davis. Goodbye. Hells and four. Hells and four. Hells and four. Yeah, I predicted that. Yeah, take that, Warriors. You'll never know what'll hit you. You thought you had it all wrapped up. Coming into town, playing your beatball in New Orleans, and then all of a sudden, Hells and four. It, it was. It, it was the Trailblazers. I'm talking about future, baby. Well, the Warriors might not get past the Spurs. Blazers in the past, man. Don't have to worry about that. The Warriors might not get past the Spurs. They lost to the Spurs today, man. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And Pell's in for Bring it on. Who cares? Bring it on. That's what I say. You guys are watching basketball? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> all right that's... You got to get yours before I got to get